Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome in to Duval Daily presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is Tuesday, August 2nd. We've got another live show for you all today following Jaguars training camp practice eight. The final practice leading up to the Hall of Fame game against the Raiders in Canton, Ohio. The Jaguars take them on Thursday night. We'll actually have some live NFL football. First preseason game of the year, the Jaguars kick off the NFL season. Tony Baselli gets enshrined into Canton, into the Pro Football Hall of Fame on Saturday. Exciting stuff. Last night, the Jaguars released their initial depth chart for 2022 And we'll break that down here. We'll also look at the final practice, as I mentioned, leading up to the Hall of Fame game, which took place this morning, non-padded practice. It was essentially a Friday walkthrough type of practice, a Friday before game day, where it's a walkthrough. You're not hitting, there's no pads, you're just kind of installing, taking it easy, making sure you're on your... P's and Q's, your dot, your I's, you cross your T's, all that fun stuff. Not a heavy work day. Like to remind everybody to please subscribe and hit the notification bell so you don't miss a show here. You can follow me at Jordan DeLugo on Twitter, Generation Jag, or at Generation Jag for all the latest updates. You want to snag one of these bad boys? We've got them live on the site now, the Jack's Varsity hat. There is a link in the description below. Had a lot of purchases already, so I'm not sure how many are left, but y'all can go check that out if you're interested. Got them in black and teal. Goder checks in saying, what's up? John's checking in. Debbie Lynn. Us and them says, Dolphins owner just got suspended, fined, and lost a first-round pick and another pick for violating. Yeah. So the Dolphins were tampering with Tom Brady during the 2021 offseason when he was still a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the NFL has fined them, suspended their owner, and they're losing a 2023 first-round pick and a 2024 third-round pick, I believe. It's a third or fourth. I think it's a third. So, yeah, big-time punishment coming down on the Dolphins there. I I haven't dug into that, that situation all that much, but it seems like they obviously were tampering with Tom Brady and having communication with him and his agent. But thinking about like losing a team losing a first-round pick and a third-round pick, goodness gracious, that, that is potentially crippling. For a franchise. It really is. So a harsh punishment there. Um, we'll see how it all plays out for the Dolphins. Of course, that will not affect them in 2022 for the most part. They should be should be good to go. They got their Tyree killed. They got their Cheetah. They got their Waddle. 
Tua trying to get the ball to him. Biggest question for the Dolphins for me is that offensive line without question. I like Mike McDaniels, what he's going to bring over from, from that San Francisco. Kyle Shanahan, wide zone rushing attack. Good stuff. Of course, Sean Trillwill on Twitter has to check in with the Dewey pick six. Yes, Andrew Dewey Wingard picked off C.J. Beathard in practice today and housed it. <laughs> Very happy. Our, our resident Dewey Wingard Stan is Sean. Happy for him. Happy to see it. So again, we're going to be looking at the practice that happened today, which was very uneventful, and then also get into the depth chart that was released last night, the initial depth chart of 2022 for the Jaguars. Looking at camp real quick, Travis Etienne did not go today. He has an illness. It's believed to be non-COVID related. He also won't play Thursday. Um, Trevor Lawrence will not play Thursday. That's not injury-related or illness-related at all. It's just um, there's really no need to get him out there at this point after only being pads for a few days. Um, there's no point in rushing your your franchise out onto the field. C.J. Beathard won't play either, although he is starting to take uh, participate in 7-on-7 seven seven and 11-on-11. 11 11. They're still going to hold him out while he's working his way back from the groin injury that he suffered in OTAs. So Jake Luton will get the start, and he's been having a decent camp so far, so it'll be exciting to see him get out and face some um, unfamiliar foes, face some opponents that are not on his own team. And Kyle Slaughter will be second string. So you'll I don't know if they'll split the entire, you know, Jake Luton first half, Kyle Slaughter second half, or how that will play out. They didn't say that, but Jake Luton will get the start. Um, looks like Snoop Connor will probably get the start at running back. We did not get confirmation on uh, who all will participate in this game. We just know that Travis Etienne, Trevor Lawrence, and CJ Beathard will not be in this one. But Doug Peterson did confirm. I asked him. He said that there will be starters playing in this game. There will be ones and twos in this game. So it won't be as bad as I thought, I guess, if you think of it that like I, I was kind of expecting it to be pretty much threes and fours in this game, not really putting anyone out there that you plan on having be a contributor during the regular season, but that's not going to be the case. Doug feels good enough about having the three padded practices and and the practices leading up to to that last week about um, he feels good about getting some of these these guys out there that are going to be playing during the regular season for the Jaguars. Again, some starters will play. It was a very light day of work today. No pads at all. Trevor completed five of seven passes. Again, seven passes in, in a Jaguars practice for for Trevor Lawrence is extremely low. They they were running the ball a lot. Snoop Connor and Ryquell Armstead were getting a heavy dose of carries. You also saw uh, Makai Sargent and Nathan Cottrell mixed in there. Again, Dewey did pick off C.J. Beathard, and he housed it, returned it for a pick six. Big play for Dewey. And for me, the most interesting thing from camp today was uh, off to the side, Zay Jones. I think he was uh, throwing the ball around with Evan Ingram a little bit. They decided to test my hands, and fortunately, I was able to haul in a pass that he he uh, unexpectedly threw my way. Uh, 
he said, you know, I just wanted to test out your hands. I don't want you writing anything bad about my hands if you can't cut yourself. And uh, we had a little banter, fun, fun stuff there from Zay Jones, who has a great personality. He's always talking, always having a good time. He's definitely added some character to the wide receiver room and to the offense as a whole. Uh, so glad that went well. Glad I didn't. Um, glad I didn't drop that one for sure. But that's pretty much it from training camp today. Uh, no big injury news, I guess. Um, uh, Lavisca Chenault did sit out the team portion of training camp practice yesterday, but he was back full today. So uh, he's good to go. He just had a little something pop up during practice yesterday, but he's back. He's good to go. So getting into the depth chart, let's go ahead and do it. We'll go through some comments here real quick, though. Antoine says, let me be the first Jags fan to officially end my beef with Wingard. He's obviously never going anywhere and will somehow make his way onto the Jags ring of honor. I don't know about the end part there, Antoine, but yeah. Dewey has, uh, this is now the third regime he has been with in Jacksonville. You know, he was under Doug Marone and then, you know, last year, Urban Miller. And then this year with Doug Peterson and company. So yeah, he has, he's, he's hung around. He's lasted. I don't think he is going anywhere right now. I'm with you. Bimmer says any Walker or Taylor, right? tackle competition observations. We will jump into that real soon here when we talk about the depth chart. TZ says, best Jags content. I really appreciate your support, everybody, for being so kind on here. Treating me right. I love it. Dewan Smoot over Roy Robertson. Harris says, Goder. I don't know about that. I do not know about that one. Antoine's checking in from DC. How early do I have to arrive on 9-11 for a Jen Jack autograph? What is 9-11? I mean, I obviously know the historical context of that date. What's going on on that day? Sean says, excited to see a few guys on offense like Winningham, Tim Jones, Jeff Cotton, Snoop Connor should be fun on defense. Excited to see Deshaun Dixon and Jabari Davis. Yeah, they've all all those players that you mentioned have had good camps. Tim Jones did drop a pass today from CJ Beathard or Jake Luton. I can't remember who it was from, but uh, other than that, Tim has looked pretty good. Goder says my favorites to watch in the preseason games will be Lawan and Snoop Connor. Yeah, they should be very active. Us and them says I hope Snoop has a big run in the game. Blocking might be sketchy. Well, we don't know who's going to be in the game at, for um, on the offensive line. We don't know who's going to be out there yet. I would assume Brandon Scherf won't play. Um, Walker Little might play. Um, I don't think Cam Robinson will play. I, I would guess Luke Fortner would play. Shatley might not play. So, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. But the Jaguars have more depth on their offensive line than they have had in a while. So Snoop might have some holes to run through. And, and the Raiders aren't going to be playing a ton of their starters either, I, I would imagine. All right, so let's jump in. Uh, Sean says, first game at Washington 9-11. I will not be there. <laughs> I will not be in D.C. for that game. I'll be watching it from Jacksonville. Sorry about it, Antoine. But I hope you have a good time. Hope the Jags get a dub for you. All right. 
Juwan Taylor is listed as the starting right tackle in the first initial depth chart for the Jaguars of 2022 with Walker Little being second string there. And it's hard to say what I've seen out of that competition because Jawan Taylor has not been on the field since pads came on. He's been out with a hamstring and he's expected to be back, you know, relatively soon, but it's just interesting to me. Like you've seen Walker little get on the field. You've seen him with pads on, you've seen him perform at a pretty high level. He's having to go against Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker, and he's held his own, not only uh, in one-on-ones, but in the 11-on-11 as well. So I don't know how long Jawan can hold on to that position if he's not playing. How long he will hold on to that position if he's not playing. Uh, I personally, I've talked about this, nothing against Jawan at all, but he's going into the final year of his contract. You've got Walker Little, who appears to be more physically gifted and more talented overall and playing at a pretty high level in training camp so far. Why not get Walker Little into that starting lineup on your depth chart and kind of, uh, you know, get him into the starting lineup as you're as going into his second season in the league? If you don't play him as your starter this year, you're going into year three of Walker Little's career not really knowing what you have in Walker Little. I mean, I feel good about what the Jaguars have in him. I think they feel good about what they have in him. But I'm just not sure why this competition is going on for so long. That's the only one that is really, from a team building, from a building for the now and the future standpoint, that's the one I'm not really following. But the Jags like Jawan. I think Jawan is a talented player. I think he is in a much better situation than he has been having Phil Rauscher as his offensive line coach being in a Doug Peterson offense. I'm just not sure why, how that's going to play out over the next few weeks. I still think Walker Little will be the starter, but at this point, Jawan Taylor is listed as the number one right tackle on the Jaguars depth chart. Flipping sides of the ball, Devon Hamilton He is a third-year player out of Ohio State. Jaguars drafted him third round in the 2020 NFL draft, a player I had a second-round grade on coming out. He started coming on during his rookie year. Then he had the knee injury. Last year was a a little bit of a, a down year for a lot of people on the defensive line, but the Jaguars have been impressed with him. He's had a really good camp. He's listed as the starting nose tackle over Malcolm Brown, who of course has a ton of experience uh, playing in a 3-4 defense and has been a a base defense starter for a long time in the NFL from New England to New Orleans to Jacksonville. So Devon Hamilton, it looks like, has overtaken Malcolm Brown. And that's what you want to see, Devon Hamilton going into his third year. You want to see a big jump from Devon. And then now Malcolm Brown, who was looked at as your front line your best run defender on the interior now slides into more of a rotational role. And that just shows you the type of depth the Jaguars have been able to accumulate over the last couple seasons. Jump into a couple questions here from y'all. Number one Jags fan says, did they rule Christian out Christian Kirk out for the hall of fame game? No. They have not ruled him out. I'm not sure yet 
who all will be ruled out, who will not be ruled out. But Doug Peterson did confirm to me that there will be starters playing in that game. Antoine says coaches generally don't allow players to lose starting roles due to injury, unwritten rule. That's fair. But again, Walker Littles looked good and um, they had been trading out snaps prior to Jawan Taylor's injury. Walker Little was getting looks while while Taylor was healthy, but who knows how long Taylor will be out with the hamstring. Those can linger longer than you expect. We'll see how it plays out there. Goder says, I haven't seen Jamal Agnew at all. He's still getting better from his injury. I thought he was healed. Same with Darius Williams. So Jamal, I think because it was such a serious hip injury, they just haven't been wanting to push him when you look at 11 on 11 and 7 on 7 at wide receiver. But he has been practicing a lot with the return game, punt returns, kick returns, all that stuff. And the way the depth chart played out, that's actually one of the points I wanted to make. He is third string on the depth chart. Um, looking like at at slot, the third string slot with Christian Kirk and LaVisca Chenault being in front of him. So I'm, I'm thinking the way the Jaguars are looking at the Jamal Agnew situation is they know he can be the best kick returner, the best punt returner in the NFL, bottom line. And they're going to use him more on special teams than they are on offense. I think he can absolutely play on offense, but I think they're going to use him more of a gadget player on offense and have him locked in as one of the best return men in the league. Darius Williams, he has been getting more reps. Uh, today was the first day where he got an extensive look in 11 on 11. So it looks like he's back and he is listed on uh first on the depth chart at nickel ahead of Trey Herndon, who has been playing in his stead a little bit. Robert says, I got the feeling Walker little is going to start at right tackle. We'll see how it plays out. Like I said, I I would bet on Walker little playing at right tackle. I would bet on him being the better player for the Jaguars. But at this point, Jawan's still number one. Goder says, who made the depth chart? Was it officially made by the Jaguars? It was. This is released by the team last night in their um, you know, preseason Hall of Fame, uh, uh, their media release, press release for the game. The Jaguars put this out last night. Us and them says, Hamilton and Fortner had some battles in camp, and they showed more, more of the good from Hamilton, but Fortner had some plays too. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's correct. Gerald says, I know I'm in the minority, but I think Agnew should be used basically just for kick returns, maybe a few gadget plays on offense. Yeah, I just said that. I think that's what the Jaguars are, are looking at. Looking at doing. Declinometer says, Winger gets a picks, pick today. Stuff Snoop the other day. What has Cisco done? Nothing. Crickets. Well, I'll tell you what. You can have that opinion, and that's fair. That's fine. But the Jaguars showed their opinion with the depth chart. Andre Cisco is the starting free safety, and Rayshon Jenkins is the starting strong safety. Bimmer says, has Kevin Austin made any highlight-type plays? They were super quick to sign him after the draft. He has not. He's really struggled, unfortunately, where a lot of the other receivers, the depth receivers, have made a lot of plays. Kevin Austin has not made a lot of plays. And he's listed third on the depth chart. 
um, at outside receiver behind Zay Jones and Tim Jones. Uh, of course, Marvin Jones is the starter on the opposite side there. They're still going to give Kevin, excuse me. They're still going to give Kevin Austin a chance to prove himself in the preseason, but at this point, it has not gone well for the rookie undrafted free agent. Some other um, positions of note here. Luke Fortner is listed as the starting center. That should not come as a surprise. He has been exclusively uh, snapping the ball to Trevor Lawrence. He's the only one that's been getting reps with the ones at center. Us and them says, so where is Treadwell? Treadwell is second team behind Marvin Jones um, on, on the outside. So I think Marvin Jones is more of the flanker and Laquan Treadwell as well. They're going to be more of the possession outside receivers, whereas Zay Jones is looked at more as the X, the deep threat, the guy who can take the top off and, and you target him deep down the field. Timmy says, haven't heard anything on the fifth or sixth round tight end. How has he looked? Are you talking about Luke Farrell from 2021? Let me know in the chat here. James Robinson listed as the first string running back. Uh, he has not been able to fully participate, although Doug Peterson believes he'll be back mid-August, so that's a couple weeks away. And he has been taking reps in the positional drills with the running backs. He's been taking carries and, and running and cutting and looking good. So he is the first string running back despite Travis Etienne looking absolutely incredible uh, throughout camp. So right now, if if the Jaguars if the Jaguars were playing a regular season game right now, ETN would start because James Robinson isn't fully back. But it looks like as long as there's no hiccups in Robinson's continued recovery, that he will be the number one back for the Jaguars to start the season. Antoine says, any predictions on Devin Lloyd? Stat predictions? I mean, I think he's going to rack up a ton of tackles, pick off some passes probably, I'd say two interceptions, and probably handful of sacks as well. He's going to make plays all over the field as soon as he's healthy and he's getting closer. So, yeah, Timmy says he was talking about Luke Farrell there. Luke Farrell looks really good, and I think he's the most balanced tight end on the Jaguars roster, meaning I think he can play the Y tight end, the traditional blocking tight end, but also be uh, not, a, not a super high-impact receiver, but someone who can get the job done as a receiver. I think he's played well, and the Jaguars also believe in him. He is their second-string F tight end, second string blocking tight end right now. So I think he's pretty safe. All right. Number one, Jags fan says, who do you think is going to improve the most this season? Trevor Lawrence. That's the easy answer. I'm sorry, but I really believe it with Doug Peterson calling the plays with this new structure, uh, this new coaching staff. I just think Trevor's going to take a massive leap forward. Goder says, who was today's MVPs on 11 on 11s? I mean, I think you have to say Andrew Wingard because he got the interception, returned it for a touchdown. But these were walkthroughs. Like, they were not really going full speed. 
So there's not too much to read into on what you saw today. Your chill pill says I got a notification. Etn hurt his toe. Got hurt? Is that true? No, it is not true. Etn is not hurt. He has a non-COVID illness. The team believes. Gerald says off topic, but what do you think of the Watson penalty? I think it's a joke. I know he, I know that he was not proven guilty in the court of law, but when you have thirty different people accusing you of something similar and all the different information that's been released about how the Texans were aiding him. I just think there's too much to ignore. I think six games is is not enough, but I don't want to get too much into that. I know the NFL, it's not the NFL's ruling. The NFL has said that they wanted more games for Watson. This is a a a judge basically that made this decision and and we'll see how it continues to play out don't want to get into that too deep here though but yeah i don't think it was enough pretty clearly robert says winning him on the 53 i don't know about that y'all it's gonna be tight i think he's played really well Uh, i'm a big fan of what he's done he's a big body long arms can go up and get the ball top shelf for sure. But when you look at the depth chart, he is buried still. He's behind Marvin Jones, Laquan Treadwell, Jeff Cotton, Christian Kirk, LaVisca Chenault, Jamal Agnew, Zay Jones, Tim Jones, and Kevin Austin on the depth chart. Antoine said Lloyd's return to the team is what he was asking a prediction for. I would guess next week like he's been doing a lot of drills and and he was participating in the defensive only walkthrough today so i would guess next week but i don't want to speculate too high on that or too much on that dustin says can we trade a second round pick for justin tucker ravens ain't trading that man for a second round pick no way us and them says i heard trevor talk about fortner said he's doing great and the importance of having Shatley to his left and Scherf to his right. Yeah, I agree with that. Trevor did say that. And then you had Doug come out today, Doug Peterson come out and say that he thinks Fortner's unbelievable and he's going to be a really good player. So good news on Fortner for sure. Timmy says Robinson should be the number one back. He's a 1,000-yard rusher. I just want a one-two punch for the running backs. J-Rob gaining yardage and ETN house-calling touchdowns. I agree. James Robinson has done everything in his career to prove that he's a starting running back in the NFL. I'm a big fan of James Robinson. Clayton says, what split do you think ETN and Robinson carries will be? I would guess it'll be close to 50-50. Maybe you see touch-wise it's closer to 50-50 with ETN getting more catches. But Robinson will be the early down back, it looks like. Excuse me. And he might be the late down back where you have ETN potentially lining up in the slot or out wide on third down. Number one Jags fan says, where did Lawan go to college? That's a great question. He went to... Central Arkansas. He's out of Humble, Texas. He's six foot three, 198, 23 years old, 198 pounds. Robert says, You think Ben Barch could start at left guard? I heard he got bigger. I thought he was going to be in competition to start at left guard, but it looks like Tyler Shatley has that job locked up right now. 
You've got Timmy saying, I want Winningham to beat out Treadwell. I hate that bust being on our team. Damn you, Urban. All right. That's a little aggressive there, Timmy. Laquan has had a really good camp, and I think he's done everything the right way since arriving in Jacksonville. I'm a fan of his game. He's a good special teams player. He's a good blocker, and I think he deserves to be on the roster. Antoine says, early predictions. Kirk will have a 25-plus yard run. Bisco will have 15 to 20 carries. Cam will be talked about as a top 15 OT and top five run blocking OT. Okay, that is a lot. Interesting. I don't think any of those things would be shocking. I kind of agree with you. Now, top five run blocking offensive tackle for Cam, that would surprise me a little bit. Not because I don't think he can be a good run blocker, just top five is, that's really saying something. I think top 15 makes a lot more sense. Us and them says, from what I've watched, Treadwell and ETN look the smoothest with Trevor, but that's just my opinion from what footage I've seen. Yeah, they do. They have a good connection. Trevor established a connection with Laquan Treadwell last last year during the summer and during the regular season, and, and that's continued into this year. And we obviously all know the, the connection between Lawrence and ETN dating back to Clemson. Silver says both on the field and backfield and RPO to James Robinson, ETN rolling out of motion. Yep. Love it. Yeah. I would like to see both of them on the field as well. I think you will see that once James Robinson is healthy. Goder says Jordan one vid has to be dedicated to showing us your fan cave room. It would be awesome. Sadly, I don't really have a fan cave room. What you're looking at right now is what I got behind me. Um, we're still working on that. We moved into our house in March, so we're we're going to have some renovations going on and some different things. So this is the extent of it at this point. Appreciate the interest, though. Moving back into the depth chart talk, Ryan Santoso is listed as the team's top kicker with Elliot Fry on the second string. That shouldn't really come as a surprise. Santoso has been around since the spring. And he's been the most accurate kicker so far. I wouldn't say that I have great confidence in Santoso at this point. Like I'm not looking at him like a like a Josh Lambeau or Josh Scobie or anything close to that. But if he can just come in and make make a reasonable amount of his kicks and get the ball deep into the end zone on kickoffs, I think Jaguars fans will be okay. Timmy says, Will Fatu Kasi be back in time for week one? Yeah, I don't think he's dealing with anything serious. And I've seen him going through some drills, so I don't think he'll be out too long. He is listed as the Jaguars' starting defensive end along with Roy Robertson-Harris with Devon Hamilton in the middle. So, Gregory Jr., team's sixth-round pick out of Washita Baptist this year, the cornerback, he is on the fourth team fourth string so it's not looking great for him he struggled throughout camp and he's someone i kind of thought would come in and improve himself after the spring i think he had a, a a diving interception and he showed a lot of athleticism and and fight at the senior bowl practices he's a player i expected a lot more from than what we've seen so far he's going to get his opportunities in the preseason and he's going to need to take advantage of them because to this point he's being outperformed by undrafted free agent Benji Franklin who is ahead of him on the depth chart Franklin has made a lot of plays a lot of pass breakups uh, doing a lot of positive things and then Buster Brown who was the seventh round pick out of Arkansas at cornerback he's also been making plenty of plays and he's listed on the second team 
So it looks like he's on his way to locking up a roster spot for himself. Number one, Jags fan says, what are we going to do with Caleb on chase on? He's currently listed as second string outside linebacker behind Trayvon Walker. So I think you're going to keep him. You're going to try to develop him, try to squeeze what you can out of him. And, and that, that, I just don't think trading him for a sixth or seventh round pick does anything for you. And you don't have a lot of depth at outside linebacker right now. Goder says, who has the worst injury on the team? There aren't any serious injuries. And it's impossible for me to speculate because the coaches won't really speculate on like Jawan Taylor. Jawan might be the furthest from coming back. Uh, maybe James Robinson is the furthest from being fully back. I'm not sure. And I hate to just speculate because that's all it is. I don't have any concrete information on that. Rico says, what starters do you think will play Thursday? I think the young guys. Uh, if you're a first or second year player that is expected to start, I think you play. If you're a veteran, I probably think you don't play. Silver says, use Chase on on stunts. Yeah, I think that's what Chase on did best at LSU. That's where a lot of his pass rushing production came from. And so he should be able to find some success in that type of role. I agree. Austin then says, I saw Chase on whoop Walker Little on a one-on-one with a quick move. Do you think Chase on improved or Little just didn't expect the speed? I do think Chase on is an improved player. I, I don't know how improved he is. He had a long way to go based on what you saw from him last year. Timmy says, Jordan Smith has the worst injury. Very good. Yes, Jordan Smith, who is out for the year with the knee injury he suffered in OTAs. Yes, he has the worst injury on the team. Of the players who are going to participate in, in the 2022 season, that's that's the more difficult question. Patrick says, greetings from Germany. Love your content. Appreciate you. So I mentioned Lawan Winningham is still buried on the depth chart despite performing at a high level. I think they need to see those, those back-of-the-roster wide receivers who might be competing more for a practice squad spot than, than a real 53-man roster spot. They want to see them against um, opponents that are not their teammates. They want to see them in the preseason and see how these guys play. Yeah, so that is all my big takeaways from the Jaguars depth chart, the initial depth chart release. I think the biggest stuff you see, Jawan Taylor is still the starting right tackle. Devon Hamilton has overtaken Malcolm Brown as the starting nose tackle. James Robinson's holding on to his position as the starting running back. Santoso as the top kicker on the on the depth chart there. I will hang out for a couple more questions if anybody has any. Otherwise, we are going to get out of here, and I'll be back tomorrow with Jeremy Markoski with the Gin Jag podcast. We will do a, a defensive preview for the, the, the Jaguars 2022 season. Us and them says, did you see Josh Allen in the Buffalo fight? I did. That was something else. I do not want my quarterback trying to go after a big defensive lineman like that. Now, Josh Allen is one of the most physically imposing quarterbacks you'll ever see. But, uh, yeah, they, they got pretty heated over there. All right, y'all, that is going to do it. Thanks for tuning in. Hit me up on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo, Generation Jaguar, at Generation Jag. Hit the like and subscribe button on YouTube, pretty please, and check ginjag.com for all latest Jaguars news, analysis, and Duval gear. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.